there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms because it is truly outrageous and truly, truly spoopy. It's Trick or Tech Rat. It's Trick or Tech Rat, Season 2, Episode 16, a.k.a. Episode 42. It's our Halloween special. So this is an episode written by Misty Stewart Taggart. She wrote one other episode for us, and it was Aztec Enchantment. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. So, you know, there's that. So let's open on a full moon at Starlight Mansion. Where everybody's watching one of the Count Floyd bits from SCTV. It's like this movie that has a Dracula who's in full tuxedo wear with like a high collared cape. And it's tied with a little bow tie that sort of undersells the uh, the creepiness for me. But, you know, you do you. Bow ties are spoopy. This Dracula also looks less Bela Lugosi and more Vincent Price, what with the mustache. And it turns out this is on purpose. I'm going to make you mine and you're going to live with me forever. He's been threatening a lady, as you do, as a Dracula. And uh, it turns out this Vincent Price reference is basically made directly for me. In case some of you are new here, Annie really likes Vincent Price. He was a delight. He was living his best life. Just as the lady in the movie screams because Vincent Von Gogh has officially gotten too close, into the room barge Ashley and I think Chrissy wearing goofy masks. Of course, everybody starts screaming, especially Terry, because she's terrified. Terry's a little girl with pigtails. This is her only, like, focus episode. She barely gets any lines throughout the rest of the show. I also like that Shayna's just kind of peeved, but Rhea just kind of laughs. It's like, you're as bad as my brothers, which I like the idea that Rhea's just used to these kinds of shenanigans. She probably didn't even bat an eye when they came in. Terry, though, is terrified out of her freaking mind. And everybody teases her about being afraid of stuff all the time. Like ghosts. But in the meantime, there's something that we all need to really be afraid of. Rio's here. Kimber wanders in, uh, looks over to Jerrica and goes, Rio's downstairs looking for Jim. Jerrica asks, are you sure he wasn't looking for me? And Kimber shakes her head. And Jerrica doesn't even make one of her normal excuses of I'll go get Jim. She just stands up and is like, okay, girls, go to bed and wanders off. Also, not only Jericho leaves the room, but also the holograms as well, a.k.a. every adult responsible for these orphans. They just march out of the room and Jericho's like, get a bat or something, I guess. Jem transforms and she's wearing this thing. It's a hot pink blouse under a fuzzy purple top accented with puke green dots. There's a purple fringe skirt and puke green leggings and an orange hairband. Somebody made a series of bad decisions here. I mean, these are all Synergy clothes, right? Do you think Synergy just uh, just dressed her up like that? I mean, it's not like Jem checked a mirror on her way down. She doesn't know what she looks like. My favorite part of this outfit is the fringe skirt. Just because when I was watching it, I paused, rewound, looked at it again and said, that's a fringe skirt. We are definitely in the 80s. Rio's here and he wants to take the holograms for a ride in his van in the middle of the night. And he's not telling them anything about where they're going. And they're like, what? And he's like, well, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you'd be up for an adventure. Yeah, I'm up for not getting murdered, Rio. Thanks. Instead, they put their complete faith in a man who's shown to have remarkably poor decision-making skills. They pile in his unmarked van and they drive off. As they're driving, Rio finally explains what's going on. He talks about an old opera house that the owner has back taxes to pay, which means that the city's probably going to have to buy it, which, as the holograms note, that means they're probably going to tear it down. And Rio says, I quote, I'm part of the local historical preservation league. What? He's on the board. Since when, Rio? You don't have a rich inner life, Rio. Stop trying to kid us. There's also a point where Kimber's like, they'll have to tear down the opera house. And Aja pops into the screen with, and put up a parking lot. 
And she just stares at the camera for a second. It's pave over paradise and put up a parking lot. If it were called the Paradise Opera House, you might have grounds to make that joke. As it is, you're just being awkward. I just imagine there's a beat of silence while everybody just sort of stares at her. And then Aja just sort of grumbles and stares out the window and aggressively hums Margaritaville. So we have this weird moment here where Jem says, well, what can we do to help Rio? And then we do a fade cut to a shot of them arriving outside the opera house. And Jem immediately says, I think a Save the Opera House benefit concert is a great idea, Rio. We skipped one line there. We skipped one line, which was Rio saying, why not a benefit concert? Why did we do a fade cut to them arriving out there? I'm all for cutting out as much Rio as possible, but this is ridiculous. I like to believe that he didn't even say anything. He just stared at her blankly until she caught on and like, oh yeah, benefit concert we always do a okay ray is the only one who notes okay that's fine but we're here at midnight what and rio's like well the owner wanted to meet us now at midnight he insisted we come over at midnight so the opera house they go in it's covered in cobwebs and sheets and uh as the bell starts to toll midnight there's a clock in the opera house i guess as it starts bonging jem like looks up at the clock and like (gasps) and gasps That just seems to happen for the next 12 bongs. Everyone's absolutely shocked to find out that there's a clock in the opera house and that it's striking 12. And in marches the Dracula from the movie. I love Rhea's little nerdy aside here. She goes, it's him, the guy who's going to make you mine forever, darling. She mimics the line from the movie and everything. Rhea's a turbo nerd and I love it. So uh, Vincent Price. It's not Vincent Price, but it's Vincent Price. Frederick Vincent. We're just going to keep calling him Vincent Price. It's Vincent Price. Or Vincent Von Gool, you know, I kind of switched between the two in my notes. So Vincent Price has sunk everything into the opera house, which means he lives here now. And he's in costume all the time. He's got that high-collared cape constantly. He's got his life figured out. And Jem's like, all right, how about a benefit concert on, quote, Halloween Eve? Does she mean the night of October 30th or on Halloween night? Because All Hallows Eve Eve is silly. Back at Starlight Mansion, everyone's here, including the holograms, the Starlight Girls. They're all going to pitch in and also dance is here. Yay, dance. Everybody's like, I'm working on this. I'm working on this. And dance is like, I'm choreographing a new dance number. We know dance. We know. That is always what you're doing, dance. That is your only contribution, dance. Shayna is, quote, designing the most deliciously haunting costumes, though. Ashley is like, I want to be something really scary. I want to be something so scary. It's going to be great. And then she has her mask from when she spooked everybody out of the movie and throws it at, uh, I just keep calling her pigtails, Terry. She throws it at Terry, who legit throws herself back about five feet and screams. And also brings her pumpkin she was carving with her, so it crashes to the ground and splatters all over everything. That thing fell like 12 inches. She hates Halloween. She hates it. Terry needs to get into the Halloween spirit. With a song. It's fun time with It's Fun to Be Scared by Jim and the Holograms. We've heard this song before, but not officially. It was actually used as ambient music for a few seconds in K-Gem. It was the song they performed at the Pilots Club, but this is its actual debut. The uh, music video for it's kind of interesting. It's a lot of spooky Halloween images with like pumpkins, graveyards, and spooky winds and ghosts. Jem rides a jack-o'-lantern, which is not how that's supposed to work. But it's a pretty interesting music video, all told. It appeals to my love of Halloween. It doesn't work, though. Terry is still just freaked out by plastic masks because she's a Scooby-Doo character. And she's also apparently my grandma because she doesn't want to go into a building with a 1313 address. 
Yeah, this building is apparently 1313 Dead End Drive here, with, but without any of the fun capers or family good times. She doesn't want to go in the building, but Jerrica has led all of the orphans here to do manual labor for her, while the contractors fix the exterior. Also, this place just straight up has a relief of Satan carved above the doors. Also, who builds like a 1700s era opera house in the middle of Los Angeles? And just leaves it there downtown? This building is completely covered by skyscrapers. This is the Palais Garnier in the middle of Los Angeles. This is historically implausible. Setting that aside for now, you guys remember how this episode is called Trick or Tech Rat? Let's actually get to the Tech Rat part. And Tech Rat is there revealing to Eric one of those little machines that you put a coin on and it reaches a hand out and grabs it and pulls the coin back in. You say that as though that thing actually has a purpose. That one does, but this one doesn't. It's just the hand. It's just a hand that sticks out of a box and waggles. He built a hand in the box and he's the happiest I have ever seen Tech Rat. And then the misfits come in and he protectively clutches at it. He loves his hand in a box. And yeah, he protectively clutches his arms around it, hugging it to his chest, just staring at them as uh, Pizzazz is like, Eric, look at this. Jim is giving a... And Eric's like, Jim's giving a benefit concert. So what? This happens literally every other day. I have a question. This was not a pre-scheduled meeting. The Misfits just came in to see Eric. Do Eric and Tekrat just hang out? I think they might. Because Tekrat's like, check this out. I met a hand in a box and it waggles around. And Eric's like, that's, that's really great. That's real neato. And while Eric is telling Vizaz to just do her own thing, he's actually got her, like, arm in arm, and he's escorting her to the door. And he's like, just do do your own concert. Why is this hard? This happens all the time. And she's like, our own Halloween concert? Yeah! We'll call it Midnight Madness! And Eric's like, yep, sure, go, bye, bye, bye. Uh, talk to Terrence Lando, bye. <laughs> right, he hands them a business card and throws them out the door. And Tekrat just sort of protectively rubs his little hand in a box and makes whimpering noises. That thing is his baby. <laughs> Notably, for all of our listeners, despite this being called Trick and Tekrat, that is the last we're going to see of Tekrat for a long while. He is barely in this episode. So let's go meet Terrence Landau. Terrence is a real estate novelist. That's a cute way of saying he's broke. Now he's actually a real estate agent. And he looks like the 80s guy from Futurama. That is, that is 100% his character design. Terrence Landau knows just who to bribe to be certain he wins the auction for the opera house. And then he'll demolish it. And then he crushes like this little cardboard model he has on his desk of a bunch of skyscrapers, none of which are the opera house. Pizzazz is completely unfazed by this kind of like overreaction vendetta because this is the world in which we live. So she's just delighted and starts laughing maniacally about how they're going to get Jim and the holograms. All right, everybody, stop what you're doing. Lindsay's show is on. Uh, Lindsay's talking about the benefit concert that the holograms are going to put on. And then when the misfits show up and are like, Lindsay, Lindsay looks completely unsurprised that they're there. She's got this like line read there. And it's just like, think of the ratings, Lindsay. Think of the ratings. Ah, ha ha. It's the misfits. Hi. Pizzazz shows off a giant inflatable dome that they just put up across the street. It looks like it would fit, like, maybe 50 people? They're apparently going to have their competing concert in that thing. And then they start talking about how the opera house is clearly unsafe. They've also got this sign across the street that says, Pizzazz reads it as, The Misfits present Midnight Madness, but the sign says, Halloween Midnight Madness concert starring The Misfits. Clearly a miscommunication there. I've told them once, I've told them a thousand times. First Spinal Tap... Then puppet show. So, quick question for you guys. What is Rio's job? 
being on the board of the Historical Society or sound or lights. Today, he's a structural engineer. He is apparently 100% qualified to check an entire building to make sure it's structurally sound by himself. Anyway, Dance comes out on stage to rehearse her dance. Seriously, she's got to get a better nickname. We can only get so creative with our sentence structure here. As uh, Dance is walking, though, she walks under a ladder and Terry is upset. You just walked under a ladder. Something dreadful is going to happen. Okay, but like real talk here. This is a theater. The Gem and the Holograms are performers, and today, especially in this episode, they're theater folk. You will not find a more superstitious group of people than theater folk outside of sports fans and athletes. You don't mention the Scottish play. Why doesn't somebody immediately after dance walks under that ladder say, go outside, turn around three times and spit? Exactly! This is the kind of stuff that you find in theater. Why is everybody so sure that Terry is talking nonsense here? They should all be agreeing with her and have all their own ways to get rid of the bad luck. But Dan says, no, Terry, honey, that's silly. Bad luck is a lie. Luck itself is a lie. We're all living a godless existence, alone here in an empty universe, where nihilism is the only answer. And by the way, would you like to read my manifesto, or should I just scream it at your Twitter mentions while swishing my chalice full of Mountain Dew and adjusting my fedora, a hat from a more civilized era? I don't care what I have to cut, that whole thing's in the episode. And then, and then the cardboard jack-o'-lantern falls towards dance, memento mori, buy our dolls, or dance will be crushed by a cardboard pumpkin and probably break her leg again because she's weak. Many have speculated that if we knew why Dance had thought, oh no, not again, as the unsecured backdrop plunged toward her, we would know a good deal more about the nature of the universe than we do now. But no, it turns out that Dance actually just went all Buster Keaton on us, and the backdrop just fell around her because she was in the path of one of its eye holes. And then Rio takes a look at the chains holding the thing up, which are broken, and he's like, no mere human could have broken the chains holding this up. Rio, really? That's a funny way to say somebody used a tool to cut this. But no, there's werewolves in the theater, I guess. No mere human. And then Vincent Price shows up to deliver portents and warnings. I'm afraid you're wrong. This place is filled with ghosts and evil spirits. Leave now before it's too late. What? And then Jem's like, we're not quitters. We made a promise to do the thing. And nobody is wondering why the guy who gave you permission to fix up his opera house and hold a benefit would suddenly be trying to scare you away. He is trying to scare them away like he's got to cover up his counterfeiting operation before the mystery machine rolls into town. Well, actually, I take that back. It might not be Scooby-Doo. It may, in fact, be low-budget Phantom of the Opera. Because they're lifting a huge chandelier into the ceiling. This is Chekhov's chandelier at this point. Come on! The misfits march in, and they bring a building inspector along with Rio. So, a building inspector is the misfits' ace in the hole, I guess. Oh no, a building inspector. Who we haven't bribed, I guess. Exactly! And Rio's just like, well, I did a very good job at this. I'll show you. And the inspector doesn't find anything, so they leave. And the misfits, I guess they were just so confident that the opera house was unsafe that they just went through the proper channels. I do have a minor complaint about the inspector. And that's, as he's like, if I see any signs of any issues, I'm going to close you down. And that doesn't make sense because inspection is on a sliding scale. Thing will just kind of deduct a few points unless it's super major bad. So long as you don't go down below a certain amount of points, you're still fine. And you know, you'd think that if this guy was going to shut them down at the slightest provocation, that he would be painted as more of an antagonist. He's kind of like the fourth line antagonist after the misfits and ghosts. Just ghosts in general. The chandelier starts lifting up automatically. 
And while it is slowly rising, the misfits are lurking backstage and they're like, well, that didn't work. What do you think? Sabotage? 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 It's a mirage? Yeah, let's do it. Then they get spooked by a panel opening backstage with a creepy hand coming around and groping around. It's definitely not Tech Rat's hand in a box. And then they all scatter, shrieking. This is where we get a song, I guess. The Misfits don't look now. This is their spooky Halloween song, and frankly, it's way better. It is way better. Again, it's a Halloween episode, so this music video, there's a lot of spooky, scary images. Ghosts terrify Terry. My favorite part is there's this one point where the screen is black, and then like an anatomically correct skull comes out shimmering in the light, and it's attached to this really creepy-looking mummy, which falls forward. That's my favorite part, because the animation on the skull is amazing. The whole music video isn't, like, spectacularly animated, but there are some small moments that are surprisingly good-looking. There are just parts of these music videos in this episode, which obviously had higher budgets than some of the other episodes we've seen. And then the song's over, because this place is haunted, according to the song. And the misfits run out. Pizzazz is like, I am a true believer ghosts exist, and they want to eat our blood, we're going to leave. But straight up, though, these are theater folk, that kind of thing fits. And then a black cat crosses their path, and Terry freaks out again. Quick PSA, you should adopt black cats. Some people do bad stuff to them on Halloween, and that's not nice. Anyway, finally, 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 the chandelier falls. It- Falls, shatters, uh, Terry, I think, is the one that's remaining, staring up at it, and she's grabbed and yanked back. And she's immediately like, you wouldn't listen to me, I tried to tell you! Vincent Price shows up again, and he's like, you must leave now! And then they turn around, and he's gone! What? It's not as though he could have just walked away while our backs were turned. No, he must have vanished. So, Halloween Eve? Halloween night? We're not sure. Whatever. Neither concert seems to have much of a turnout. We see the misfits across the street. They're in basically what are like PG-rated Vampirella costumes. It's incredible. They haven't seen Eric in days, say the misfits. And Terrace Landau has been pretty MIA too. And they're like, well, is anybody going to get people coming into our inflatable party? Meanwhile, let's talk about the holograms costumes. I actually really like them. They're really cute. Gem is the Wicked Witch of the West. With like this huge hat. Kimber's in this black suit with a skeleton on it and a dark green hooded cloak. I'm not really sure what she's supposed to be aside from like spooky skeleton person. Aja, they label her as a goulette. She's kind of bread of Frankenstein. It looks almost Grecian. Meanwhile, Shayna's a very fashionable devil. Rhea's a toilet paper mummy? Did they not finish Rhea's costume in time? Like, did Shayna forget to do Rhea's costume? And they're like, uh, uh, gauze, toilet paper, you're a mummy. They kind of even be like, hey, Synergy, just make her look like a cool mummy for a while. They're like, no, toilet paper. Aw, poor Rhea. And they're all talking about the evening they have set up, and then a whole wall of the dressing room, which I guess was supposed to be a mirror, but they never notice that it's definitely a monitor before right now springs to life, and then a cartoon zombie starts laughing at them. And it threatens them that if they go on stage to do this concert, it will be their last. Anyway, the screen cracks, and then they're like, oh, I guess that's over then. Back on the stage, Dance's outfit looks like one of those Halloween costumes from magazines from the 1920s. It's a kitty cat costume. Ashley's a pirate, and she's even got, like, a fancy goatee done up in face paint. It's a good touch. I don't know how that's, like, really, really scary, but, you know, pirates are cool. And, uh, Terry is Raggedy Ann. 
So the entire stage starts rumbling, and the lights flicker, and eerie laughter fills the auditorium, and Terry just takes off screaming. Terry's having the worst day. Why are they making her attend this thing? Is this some kind of a weird punishment? Is this some kind of, like, immersion therapy? You gotta get into the spirit of Halloween, Terry, and until you do, we're gonna keep subjecting you to Halloween stuff. So Terry runs off backstage, and she gets startled by a giant statue that they just have sitting in some corridor somewhere. And then a trap door opens. There's a trap door in the opera house. There's a trap door in the opera house backstage. The people who designed this seem to have been confused about the difference between opera house and cartoon haunted house. This is Magic Island all over again. The trap door closes by the time Jem gets there, so she returns to the stage and it's like, I can't find her anywhere. So the building inspector is back. Uh, Jem tells Rio to stall for time. And then Jem's like, all right, gang, let's split up. We'll cover more ground that way. Let's go find the Phantom's dungeon. Meanwhile, in the Phantom's dungeon. Terry's running around and she thinks she hears voices. So she goes and peeks into a room. She looks like she's in some kind of old medieval armory or like a sewer or something. Some kind of underground maze or dungeon or something. And there's just a room down there. She peeks into this room and she sees Vincent Price or Frederick Vincent, I guess, talking to Tech Rat who's in a ghost costume with one eye cut out. He's got a little computer that's the size of a jukebox that's apparently controlling all the spook-em-ups going on upstairs. And Terrence is down there, too. Tech Rat says he shattered the mirror with ultrasonic sound. I don't think that's something you can do. But, I mean, I thought about that, and Techrat did invent Encarta 96 in 1988. And, uh, spoilers, he's going to invent a time machine down the line, so I guess I'll give him this. And then Terry, alarmed, starts backing up, trips make a noise, and we hear Vincent Price actually call Terry a pesky kid. It is great. This is absolutely a Scooby-Doo episode. Back upstairs, I guess Rio's stalling? Yeah, it's like they're doing sound tests while there's like maniacal laughter coming from inside the theater. Rio emotes more in this like one line than I've ever heard him emote before. Terry takes off running and she runs by an actual prison cell. There's a little window with bars on it and everything. What kind of opera house is this? It leads down to like freaking catacombs under Paris. So the person in the cell grabs her arm and she lets them out. And it's Vincent Price. The real one. You can tell because he's got a blue cummerbund. And also his cat likes him. His name is Phantom, and he's a happy cat. He is Vincent Price's cat. So the two of them escape into a secret passage that Vincent Price knows about, and the fake Vincent Price and Terrence Landau and Tech Rat and a Sheet give chase. He's doing his best. Meanwhile, the inspector has remembered that Rio has absolutely no authority here. And he's like, I'm going in, and he steps inside, right as Pizzazz shows up in this adorable bat outfit. Though, I didn't see Jetta in this shot. Where's Jetta? Maybe she's holding down the fort over the inflatable theater. Anyway, over in some set piece that they got from Transformers. This is like a cyberpunk underground bunker that's several hundred feet tall with an enormous spiral staircase. How far underground are they? There's metal panels everywhere. It's all sheet metal and there's blinking lights everywhere. This is definitely not the catacombs we were just in. And it's definitely not something from a theater. There's a piece of Eden somewhere down here. Upstairs, Jem tells the inspector that they're canceling the show and refunding all the tickets. Vincent Price and Terry make it to the top of the techno stairs where he pulls a lever and the stairs turn into a slide. That's what stairs do in your underground catacombs. Somehow, instead of going down to the ground floor, the stairs now empty out into some sort of hatch halfway up this chasm. And this hatch 
falls out into the theater? It deposits them into the audience? How high up were they? Physics? So the fake Vincent Price tries to pull authority and be like, you can't touch me, I own this. Then Terry and the real Vincent Price come out of another panel. Despite being like 10 stories up at this point. And Terry says, Mr. Vincent and I destroyed their special effects machine. When did they do this? This is like 30 seconds later. When did you have time? How long was that slide? Everybody tries to escape and Jim goes, Synergy, help us out. And so Synergy makes spooky Jim and the hologram ghosts. And then Jim is like, Synergy, those look great. And I feel like that was a line leading up to a reveal that Synergy wasn't doing anything. But if that was in the episode, it was cut. She also shouts out, wow, that's great Synergy with Rio and the building inspector and Terry standing right there next to her. Techrat seizes the opportunity and just leaves and they let him go. And now it's time for the Scooby-Doo reveal. Eric, Raymond. Great read, Velma. Eric's like, Landau tricked me. He said it would be harmless fun. Easy money, that's what you said. And you promised we'd be partners when you built the new condos. Eric's got to stop meeting and employing people whose go-to is wacky scheme. So then Eric and Terrence Landau are escorted by the inspector to the inspector's car, who apparently has the authority to arrest them. Sure, okay. And then Eric says... To Pizzazz, call my lawyer. And Pizzazz says, call him yourself. We have a concert to do. And then the giant inflatable theater just kind of explodes? It gets struck by lightning. It's a two-story tall building. Surrounded by skyscrapers. The lightning strike, rather than setting it on fire or, or making like the electronics explode, which is what lightning does, rips a hole in it. And it deflates, presumably with people inside. A few people run out and start running across the street immediately to the gym concert. We almost died. Let's go to a different concert. Because this is gym world and this stuff just happens. And then Pizzazz screams, our concert's ruined. Improbably ruined. Meanwhile, at the opera house, let's have the concert song. It's our third song. It's Gem of the Holograms. We can change it. We actually last heard this one in season one, episode 15 from the rock fashion book. I like this song. I kind of think the other music video is better. There is less dance in it. I like the song. I'm not totally sure it fits this episode. Yeah, I'm not sure We Can Change It should have been the third song here. Anyway, the point here is that which gem fights Halloween kaiju? With freaking lasers? And plasma shields. Yeah, it's actually pretty rad. And usually that's that's the end. I was expecting that to be the end. But then there's a denouement scene. Where Vincent Price announces he's coming out of retirement to put shows on at the Opera House again. And everybody's like, yeah, you do that. And also Terry is no longer afraid of Phantom the Black Cat. So all's well that ends well. That's our episode, Trick and Tech Rat. That's our spoopy Halloween episode. With barely any Tech Rat. Join us next time. We'll continue these uh, holiday thematic episodes, not with a Christmas episode, but with a 4th of July episode, The Presidential Dilemma. We're going to have Chris Sims back for that. He is specifically requested being able to talk about supervillains in Gem, which uh, definitely seems like his MO. Chris has a brand to uphold. He has a very specific hashtag brand, and it involves superheroes 
Glam Rock, and Sailor Moon. In the meantime, though, The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr as well. We're at The Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we're at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a rating, a review, a subscription, it's always nice to see and it helps us get discovered a little more. If you want to support us financially, you got a couple of bucks around, you can support us at our Patreon at patreon.com slash the gem jam. Uh, we've got some cool rewards going on there. There's a lot of bonus audio for some of the stuff that didn't make the cut for the episode itself. So there's some fun things in there as well as some other rewards. Until next time, when we come back with the presidential dilemma, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where they're creepy and they're kooky. They're outrageous and spooky. They're all together ooky. Gem and the holograms. Da-na-na-nut. 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 Yay.